Hi guys, welcome back to Dr. Jim and Jody. Jim, he got left in Chicago, but I love you anyway. <laughs> and then I'm out here in LA. What's what's this town called? Los Angeles. Okay. Or we're in Encino. Encino. Okay. Yeah, we're in, in the Valley. Valley. We're in the we're La La Land. It's true. Uh, this is the most amazing woman. Like we totally, it was not a coincidence. Like she was subbing a class that she never does. And I was at, and it's just crazy. Like we haven't stopped talking pretty much since then. <laughs> so I want you to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Lily Pettit. I am the founder of Clutter Healing Incorporated. It is a car, a conscious home organizing business. That includes, you know, helping people get rid of their crap, more or less. I mean, just eliminating the things that don't work in their homes, eliminating the things that don't work in their lives anymore, and really integrating, you know, the concept of conscious consumerism and being very mindful about all the things that we bring into our home and how those things affect us. Yeah. I was telling her that this this year, like um, yesterday was my birthday, and I was like, I think I called you Tuesday oh, night. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, Tuesday night, and I <laughs> said, I have one piece of furniture from my past. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my cousin's moving out this weekend, and I asked him to take that to the street, and you were like, you just gotta get that energy out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it all holds energy. I mean, we're, our bodies are made of energy, our things are made of energy, everything is made of energy in our lives, and so we're affected by them, either in a good way or in a not so good way. Yeah. So having things, especially things from relationships, and usually jewelry, I tend to find is the thing that holds the most charge for mm -hmm. people, um, <clears throat> having those things around really do affect us, either consciously or subconsciously, and the more clear you get about how you want to live your life and mm -hmm. what kind of energy you want to be surrounded with, it becomes more obvious. Mm -hmm. I ask a question, quick. So, like, when you first enter that conversation, like, how do you assess that with somebody? Well, generally, when somebody comes to me, they're ready to make change. When somebody's calling a professional, when they're calling clutter healing, they're ready to catapult something in their life. <clears throat> they know that they're either buried underneath their things, their life isn't working in some way, shape, or form when they walk into their house every day. They typically feel really stuck in some way. It's either like, I can't find my keys, or I have 50 flashlights, but I can never find one, or I'm consistently late getting my kids to school, or I really want to be in a relationship, but there's no room in my bedroom for a man to even sleep next to me. So. There's usually a trigger. There's something big that they want that they're not able to have or find or <laughs> get in a way that's easy for them. So entering into that conversation is pretty simple. Like what is missing from your life? What's preventing you from getting to that place that you desire to be in your life? And does your home support your goals? And then where do you go from there? And then where do I go from there? Is I just get right into it. I'm just like, show me your underwear drawer. Show me what you got going in. Where's your dirty secret of that junk drawer? Where's it at? Because I know you got one. And I know you have a closet or a garage or a storage space. And I want to see it. I mean, I worked with a client for almost a year and a half before he ever showed me his garage. And that was why he called me. He called me because he wanted help organizing his garage. But it took him a year and a half to trust me enough to actually let me in his yeah. garage. So we did some breath work, we did some meditation, I helped him, you know, streamline a calendar and kind of get it together in other areas of his life. And then eventually, when we got to the garage, 
the bigger things started to come out, you know. The, my mother controlled everything in my life. She threw things away. She didn't tell me, so I don't want to get rid of any of my stuff. Mm. So, you know, and for hoarders, and I'm sure you've heard stories where people just don't, usually aren't born as hoarder, you know. It's not something that you just wake up one day and you're, I mean, let me take that back. Generally speaking, what happens is a person has a traumatic event in their life, and then they decide they have to keep a bunch of things or hold on to a bunch of things in order to make them feel safe or in order to give them control or power or whatever it is that they're seeking by holding on to this stuff. And then they start to realize maybe these things aren't serving me in the way that I think they're serving me. And so how do you at that point, once you recognize that, like in that extreme situation, then like how do you address that once you can tell there's an emotional attachment? I mean, I ask the tough questions. You know, I ask them, how does this make you feel? What memory does this evoke? How, I mean, I get into some of the somatic experiences that people feel when they're holding a specific object. Do you feel super nervous? Do you have shortness of breath? I'm watching their body posture. I'm watching how they're breathing. I'm looking at the pupils. Are they dilated? Are they really closed? I mean, it's pretty obvious if something lights someone up and makes them really excited or if there's a whole lot of stuff charged behind it. And I help people by really getting to the core of what it is that this thing is doing for them. And then I take it out of their house, <laughs> you know? Once they've made the decision with me, okay, this is not working for me anymore, this is not serving my highest good, I don't like it, it doesn't make me feel good, you know, this shirt makes me feel uncomfortable or I've never liked the way it's fit me since I bought it, but I feel like I have to keep it because it's been there. My aunt gave it to me, so I have to keep it. Whatever the story is that you have behind this thing, if you don't like it, if it's not lighting you up inside, then get it out. And once you make the decision to get it out, like really get it out. Don't put it in your garage in a bag that, oh yeah, I'm gonna get it to the good or I'm gonna take it. No, I'm gonna give that to my friend. You know, there's always these excuses of why we didn't just get it out. And so that's a hard and fast rule with me. If you work with me, once we decide it's out, it's out. No going back. Jody, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> I'm all about getting out. I'm just done. Somebody <laughs> yeah. wanted me out at some point. <laughs> but I have a calling with Jim. So, <laughs> so you guys are stuck with him as long as you're stuck with me. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm not saying that this is always easy for people. And you know, there are some people that I've worked with you know, a handful of times and had radical <clears throat> changes in their lives. And there are other people that I've been with for the past five years because they just need a little bit of extra support. They need that coaching session. They need the person with them in the room to go through their kids' clothes because they're two sizes bigger now, you know, and they just won't make the time unless I'm there or unless they have someone sitting with them saying, okay, I've seen this dress in your closet for the past five years. It's looking a little tired, it's time to go. You know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't, just like, if you wanna change a certain part of your business, you wanna change a certain part of your life, you go to an expert, you go to a person that knows more than you do. I mean, I have a whole team of people that help me right? <laughs> yeah. grow and change and evolve. Right. I, I think that it's a really beautiful thing that we can help each other in that way. And that's what I think is beautiful is that you can't, help others unless you're constantly getting the help yourself absolutely you know, that's why i'm huge on four coaches you yeah. know i mean the second you and i started talking like 
it was crazy because at breath work I was like okay so something happened and I didn't even tell her what happened <laughs> and she was like da -da 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 -da, and I was like oh yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool it was really cool yeah I mean when you ask me you know how do you get to that point or how do you know what's going on with this person I am highly intuitive you know I, I have a gift I'm intuitive I'm extremely sensitive so I'm very aware even just walking into someone's space oh something's up here you know something is happening like the couple isn't getting along because this one's super organized and this one's totally messy and there's you know a lack of love there's a lot of resentment like there's something going on usually in a house that's very palpable to me and I can usually put my finger on it pretty quickly and people are generally shocked how did you know that how did you know that we haven't been sleeping together or how did you know that you know I've been keeping this closet you know a secret from my kids or how do you know that you know I don't breathe well or that I'm asthmatic or that I'm you know I mean, it happens to me all the time and it feels like my intuition around spaces and my love of creating sacred spaces and holding space for people and all of these things that are really my gifts are all coming to fruition and coming to me in this new way with, you know <laughs> stepping up with like meeting people like Jody and just more people coming into my my bubble right so with the when you walk into the space and you recognize that like that there's some level of energy off mm -hmm. like how are you going to address that like difficult conversation with somebody that's like that you don't really know or that's hired you like how do you even bring that up because we were just talking about this like last week. <laughs> gently you know gently <laughs> I mean, in the, in the most simplest form, gently. I'm going to start to get to know them a little bit. I'm going to notice something in their house. I'm like, oh, you like so-and-so art. Oh, do you, you know, I'm going to get to know them a little bit more and get to know their space and have some sort of common relationship that they can understand and hear me. Because if I just go throwing out something like, oh, I'm sensing that you haven't maybe slept with your spouse in a long time. Or I'm sensing that, you know, you are unhappy and maybe it's unresolved issues with your father. They're not going to hear that. Right. They're not going to hear anything that I'm saying because that's immediately going to put them into shutdown trauma mode. I'm going to throw them right back into a traumatic experience that they're already living every single day in their life. And they've called on me to bring in the light. Like I'm the healer that's supposed to bring in the light and I can't come in so strong. So formulating some sort of common theme or thread that we can share and get to know one another in a very relatable way first. And then I might share a little something about myself. I might get a little vulnerable, you know? Mm. I might reveal something about myself that I that shows I relate to them mm -hmm. and that I'm not Miss Perfect. I don't have it all figured out because I'm an organizer. You know, I'm human. And I don't come from a really beautiful upbringing, you know? I, I didn't grow up in a picture-perfect household. What's so, your weakness? What's my weakness? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Very tall men. <laughs> um, okay, you guys, prior to this, Jim, <laughs> Jim's on a roll tonight, just so y'all know. <laughs> so yeah. we're reconnecting, huh? We're mending, always mending. <laughs> Are we about to have a difficult conversation, Jim? <laughs> I just want to know that someone that struggles with their 
shows up so strong. I want to know what your weakness is. I'm trying to take on too much. Mm. Uh, oh. That is, oh, good. Yeah, because I want to do it all. Mirror. Mirror. Uh huh. <laughs> I want to do everything. You know? How do you handle that? I breathe and I delegate. You know, I, I call in people to help me because I have I got big plans and I can't do it by myself. And two weeks ago, mm -hmm. she she actually sent people out and she called and she was like, I, I'm not there. Like, I have to be okay with this. So we literally, I think we talked on the phone for almost an hour. <laughs> and I'm not there. <laughs> like, this right. is so weird. <laughs> like, okay, let's not talk about this. How you feeling? Where are we going with this? What's your big picture? <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's that would be my biggest weakness, I think, is I want to do everything and I think I can do everything. And then I read myself down and I have to step back and be like, okay, self-care. Like, let's get back to some yoga and, you know, my consistent thing is always exercise. I always do that. That's non-negotiable. Otherwise I go a little cuckoo bird, but yeah, I would say overworking, doing too much. Got anything else there? <laughs> Just asking. No, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> That's why we brought you in. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to maybe Drop a couple little nuggets to these guys? In regards to organizing? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> My greatest <laughs> pearl of wisdom is to just before you buy anything, anything, really stop and just take a breath. Put your feet on the ground. Close your eyes and just stop for a minute because oftentimes you will find yourself in a place like Target where you go in for one thing, you go in for one thing, that one thing you went there for and the next thing you know you drop $300 on what? You're not quite sure. Yeah. And then you have this aftermath. You know, you do that a couple times every month or once a month or whatever, and then six months down the line, a year down the line, you got a garage full of stuff. You don't really know how it got there. Right. So I would say just before you make any purchase, and I'm not saying don't ever buy anything again because I love nice things, mm -hmm. and I think it's important that we, you know, honor our desires and our dreams and our wishes and all the beautiful things we want to have in our house 1,000%. But really make sure that you're making those decisions from a really grounded, rooted, and conscious place as opposed to just getting something because it looks enticing or exciting in the moment. Like really think about where's this gonna live in my house? How am I gonna use it? How does this benefit me? Would I buy this in a store five years from now? You know, is this gonna be cool in 10 days? You know, and just really be clear before you make any purchase. I mean, my little tagline is <clears throat> connect, cleanse, create. Like, connect to what you want, cleanse out the stuff you don't want, and then create the life that you want. I like it. Yeah. There we go. Joni, can we get that? Uh, do you mind if we get that down so we can share that with everybody? Yeah, it's being recorded. We got it all. Mm -hmm. No, no. Yeah.
That's important. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you sharing that. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just do not go to the container store as much as you want to go to the container store or Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or whatever before you organize. Because everybody's got this really weird misconception <laughs> that they've got to go buy a bunch of stuff before they get organized. Mm. And that's just all backwards. Yeah. So just get the stuff out that you don't need or want or use anymore. Then you can put the things in their proper homes. Then you can buy the pretty baskets and the mason jars to your heart's content yeah. if they work. But you know, I can't tell you how many people's houses I go in and they have stacks of labels and jars and baskets and binder clips and file folders and none of that stuff gets used mm -hmm. because you're holding on to a bunch of stuff that doesn't even fit into that mold yet. Yeah. So it's almost, you have to kind of reverse engineer. Yes, have a goal, have a pretty picture, have an ideal scene in mind that you would like your space to emulate, but then you gotta, you gotta work, you gotta clean out the cobwebs first it before goes, you uh, can beautify. Girl, it goes right back to doing your work. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Doing yeah. your work. All right, well, we are gonna have more of her, so don't you guys give up on any of your dreams or your goals or getting organized because She's a fixture in our life now. <laughs> so she is not something that we're going to clean out. We're going to keep her around. <laughs> we're so, not decluttering her. We are not decluttering her. So I love you guys and I appreciate you. And I love yeah. you and appreciate you. I love you too. Thank you.